sister's bubble as you clutch a red dragon. A bearded woman punches from behind her flagon. Dead bog all around, you're singing in the sand. An important contract turns to ash in your hands. The peg-leg pirate sits on her roost. She stares off and dreams of cauldron juice. Short recap, you guys probably had a pretty stressful conversation, uh, first with um, the mayor of Firelight and Captain Scott Stevenson and the mayor's creepy uh, aide, who's, you know, bald and... and... Emphasis on the extremely creepy, totally innocent, not a bad guy assistant. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah. And you had a kind of a weird situation where... You caught Xander trying to steal one of the gems out of Hecuba's bag, and it's a different gem than uh, the one you guys took originally. Xander, you goofball. <laughs> oh, that's Xander. That's Xander. <laughs> and what will we think of next? He tried to run, and I really thought he was going to get away, and he didn't. You guys got him. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, Anthel, Anthel, you stopped Elliot from leaving, and... And by Elliot, he means Xander. And by Elliot, I mean Xander, and... <laughs> it's Elliot! There's Elliot's in this world now? Tentatively, you guys agreed to meet up the next day, and you're gonna keep him around, because uh, Xander, Xander knows what's happening in the world right now. I think we should just off him, but whatever. <laughs> Alright, and you kind of got... You guys, I think you, you separately went but agreed to end up basically in the same place so you could get an early start and that's at the lucky banjo tavern um yeah i think you guys like you know sat down had a drink uh maybe chatted with each other a little bit uh what'd you guys spend your spend your night in before you tucked in just a tavern right yeah yeah we could just like you know have a good beer yeah have a talk have some stew singing singing and dancing was involved yeah there was like a (laughs) minstrel for a little while yeah 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 Right, right after uh, we decided to meet there, I kind of went and said goodbye to the rest of the regiment that I had uh, come to Firelight with, because I knew that I, would, I was parting with them, and they decided they weren't going to come. And then I met back up with everybody and, and joined in the festivities while mending to my arm. Yeah, yeah. So when you came over here originally, um, you know, you came from the Rookland area, and you traveled with some companions, and they were on your ship, Anthel, and, you know, they took off. They weren't going to stay around, and you probably went to go see them off, and then you met back up at the tavern. I think you all got a yes. good night's rest. Um, Long rest. Um, hmm? Long one, rest. one other question. Would I have had a conversation with my elf friend, Sal, whether she was coming or not? Yeah, I think she was going to come with you. She uh, she got wrapped up in your whatever mess this was, and I think she's probably curious enough to stick around. Got it. You made a friend with her, and she she doesn't have anything else going on, and she's an adventurous spirit, so I think she agrees to, to go along with you. And so the, the plan was to get a ship, and Kos, if you, you secured a ship, right? Correct. 
with Captain No Fingers. Okay, and... And I believe we were all planning on meeting with Nova. This is true. Wait, who's Nova? Nova is um, a contact, and I can't remember who who yeah, suggested they wanted to speak to Nova. That uh, I did. I kind of was adamant about the fact that we needed to speak with her because my a good friend of mine, his name is Cober, uh, told me that I needed to speak with her to be able to get the word out a little bit about the dragons. But you know, some stuff got in the way, and now I'm headed back to uh, <clears throat> headed back to Rook Glen. Obviously, Anthel, being a human has trouble pronouncing orc names because it's Kvor, but we'll we'll let that slide. I'm sure I'm sure it's not a racist thing at all. I was probably gonna pronounce Kvor. <laughs> Alright, anyways. <laughs> um so fantastic news for all y'all. We've got an appointment with Nova at the docks at ten o'clock before we leave. <clears throat> okay, so yeah, you guys you guys all get a great night's sleep, long rest, heal up. Um all your sl- spell slots are recovered for those of you that, that matters. You guys meet in the morning, and Xander, go ahead and say that again. So, uh, we we are meeting with Nova before we leave at 10 a.m. at the docks. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you kindly, sir. I knew it was in your heart. You guys may be a little awkwardly. It's probably awkward after what happened yesterday. It is a little awkward, yes. I imagine so. <laughs> Walk cons- down. Considering, considering the only reason why you didn't kill me is because I said I could get you an audience with Nova... Are we going to put I him in handcuffs? I thought I would actually make sure. Definitely <laughs> yeah, at least keep kinda, it a close eye out. I was wondering about that. All right. So Xander's leading the way to the docks. Mm-hmm. So we can all watch him. That's why. Yeah. Hecuba is with you and Sal, uh, Anthel's companion, a uh, little elf woman. And you guys head down to the docks. And it is uh, overcast today. It's It's a little misty. Uh, it's a bustling city. You guys go through the beautiful city of Firelight, you know, the lamps that give the city its namesake that light up with an intense uh, orange and red glow. They're all throughout the city. They're all off. It's daytime. When you guys get away from the taller buildings, you see a huge dock area, like a huge bay. There are people who are working. Uh, unlike all of you slackers, <laughs> There are there are real people in this in this world who are <laughs> trying to make a living and uh, providing for their families. Get stuck in wagon traffic. You know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't choose this life. This life chose me. Quite literally. There's uh. It's pretty busy. There are some fish markets. There are crates moving past. Uh, there's all kinds of people here at the docks. Um, it's getting getting close to ten. Hmm, something seems fishy. Oh my god. Okay. I already feel nauseous about getting on a boat, so you know, there's that. Right. Xander yeah, um bit. Aziza, uh this is probably the first time from when you woke up that you saw the sea. And it does feel very, very familiar to you. Like you can't put your finger on how it's familiar, but you've you've seen the ocean before, and it does make you feel sick uh, to your stomach. And the smell of the sea—it's not too bad. It's it's nice and fresh and salty, but but the idea of the vastness of it does not make you feel comfortable. Uh, are you all right? No. Well, what seems to be the matter? I hate boats. Oh, at the back of the group, 
Tam is is at the caboose of, of y'all. <laughs> Tam gets a tap on on his shoulder. I uh, whip around. Uh, in front of you is um, an elf woman with pigtails, and she's wearing some robes, and she has like some pigtails. Yeah, and she's wearing like uh, <laughs> like <laughs> really worn mercenary gear. And um, there's like a a big pole on her back and a sword at her hip. Uh, I think your group's looking for me. Nova. Oh, hi, Nova. Oh, hello, she... strange woman. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait, do you? Yeah, no. <laughs> like, well, this you know? is news to me, Mister Tim. Yeah, no. Hey. She goes through kind of your group, and you know, it's it's pretty loud here, so it's unlikely you guys are going to be overheard or anything. You kind of. Shuffle off to the side, try to get out of the way of, of all the traffic uh, near a building. Uh, she goes to Xander and she's like, well, what what can I do for y'all? Well, Anthel, you're the one who wanted to talk with Nova. Here is Nova. Thank you. <clears throat> my lady Nova. My friend, Kavor. I, I say Cobra, but it's Kavor, I guess. Uh, he sent me to speak to you. I come from Rook Glen Battalion, their main battalion, and... We were attacked by a swarm of dragons, and among further conversation with my companions here, we need to get the word out to more people to be able to save them, and I was told that I can talk to you about that. Wait, so you're a cop? <laughs> and she n- nervously <laughs> uh, fingers her sword? <laughs> no, 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 I, I'm, I'm an ex-soldier. Oh, okay, okay, and she like... They, the dragons destroyed our battalion, I... I had to leave, and the Baron Quinn tried to have me killed, but that's why I'm here speaking with you now. Nova, do you know Baron Quinn? Uh, I mean, I know of him. I don't know him personally. Um, I hear he's kind of a scumbag. Yeah, the same guy who tried to kill me. He tried to kill you? You didn't tell me about this. Why, it's why... You were, you were working for him, weren't uh, you? You were working for him? Wait, story, what? Nova. Xander. Hey, things did not go the way as planned. He's trying to kill me now, and we're not on good terms. Well, that's a story I'd like to hear sometime. Uh, you can ask Tori about it sometime. Uh, it seems like you were, were working with him. That's a story I would like to know now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mr. Not in Handcuffs, FYI. I know, should happen in handcuffs. It seems like we're peas in a pod, as I used to work for him in a way as well. Long story short, I was doing a job for Baron Quinn, it went wrong, and now he wants me dead. That's a super short version, and I need a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're missing some info here. What do you want to know? What kind of job, specifically? We should put you in handcuffs. Were you assassinating somebody for him? No, no, I was level one back then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was just a job getting him some gems. Not your gems, but some gems that he wanted for worship. Because he follows the Autumn Goddess. Nova's like, well, that checks out from all the things I've heard of him. Now, wait a second. Anthel, uh, you said you know Kvor? Yes. Uh, he was one of my best friends in the Rook Glen Battalion. Um, I traveled with him here to, uh, to Firelight. I would like you, everybody but Xander, to make insight checks, please. And you make a performance check, Xander. I got a 15. <laughs> and you get disadvantage, so roll again, because <laughs> I just saw your face in real life. Yeah, no, it was a seven. Total? Yeah. I have 19 total. Ooh. I have 15. My, my, my performance was a seven with disadvantage. 
Anthel, Kosef? 16. <laughs> One. <laughs> Anthel is so surpri- uh, like so focused on Nova and looking cool that Anthel does not does not see um, Xander flinch and face. surprise at the at the statement of uh, Kvor was in your battalion Anthel. and best friend and and best friend Nova goes I haven't heard from. Co- uh, see, I can't pronounce it either. Uh, I haven't heard from I haven't heard from Kvor in uh, years. Last I knew, he was a bodyguard for uh, I think the Baron. Yes, that that is correct. He he changed his name after uh, after a couple horrible incidents. He uh, the Baron, from what he told me, started getting more and more greedy. Started using dirty tactics, and eventually. He blackmailed all of his servants, and Kvor is prideful and ignored the threats, but the Baron killed his wife. Kvor left, changed his name to what it is now, and plotted revenge. He joined the Rook Glen Main Battalion to take up arms and gain access to weapons and information, hoping to move up the ranks and undermine the Baron over time, at least from what he told me. But he got impatient and killed the Baron's young daughter. Nova uh, is most shocked when you say that... um... Vor's wife died. Barbara was one of my dearest friends. <laughs> what? Yeah, Barbara, sure, why not? Uh, was she like half orc, half human? Yeah, half orc. Named Barbara. Yeah, yeah, for sure. More like Barbara. Really? I'm sure you're pronouncing that wrong. Uh, anyway, <laughs> look, I think. I think. We're not on. We're not on the ship yet. We're not. I can't use any of this. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think it's best when we bounce between serious and absurd. So we're gonna stick to that. Um, Babara. Uh, uh, Nova's like, yeah, I can't pronounce orc. It's Babara. Babara. Uh, so uh, she go. She's like shocked, even though we're all. Laughing hysterically, she she is stunned, and uh, all of us are inconsiderate. <laughs> all right, well, uh, if if that's true, then I I want you to let one of my contacts know. Uh, you y'all are y'all seem to be headed out. I assume you you're going to Brooklyn. Yes, we are. Uh, I th- I told Xander this already, but you'll let Sidgecott know. He's he's in Brooklyn. He'll find you. Uh, or or you can always go to... How about the rabid sun? The Wasted Winstrel. Oh, no, we're going with the Wasted Winstrel. Uh, <laughs> she goes, at the at the Wasted Winstrel. <laughs> he's usually there most nights. I mean, he's he's a little bit of a drunk, but he's he's a great thief, and uh, he might be able to help you out. Everyone make a perception check. Kosif. 12. Tam. 17. Aziza. 18. Anthel. 15. Xander. Three. <laughs> Xander is also reeling a little bit from this new information, but... Still reeling. The rest of you hear a distant rustling, almost like white noise. Your characters wouldn't really know what that is, but that's what it's like. It's coming from the south. Uh, life continues on the docks. Everybody is still moving about their business. We can't see anything to the south. So we all turn and look that direction, correct? Yeah, but I guess besides Xander, yeah, you would look that direction. Um, ever, there are some people around you who also like look up from their work. 
the dock workers, most of them, it's probably too loud and they can't hear anything. But there's nothing. There's nothing in the sky on this overcast day. Um, there's there's nothing that you can see. There's no specks or or anything in the sky. Was it? Is south the direction that we had previously fought the other wingless dragons? Yes, this was a different part of Rooklyn. Like, you guys are a few miles from the main city gate. Uh-huh. Um, but there... Firelight. Oops. You guys are... There's, you know, it's um, it's a few miles from the other main city but gate. But the sound is coming from that direction. But the sound is generally coming from the south. Yeah, that's where they came from. There is a smaller gate that is pretty close to where you guys are. It's in within viewing distance, and uh, it's a little ways off, but you start to see along the top of the wall, it's nothing like the the main city gate of Firelight where you guys were before, Um, but it's like a much smaller version of that. There there aren't like full turrets or anything, but there's definitely a wall. There's a couple of guards up on that thin wall. You hear them shouting. You see one of them climb down a ladder and like run off uh, into the city. And the gate goes pretty much right up to where the sea cliff edge and the, and where they've made a, this, you know, the structure of the city at the ocean's edge. The white noise gets louder and it sounds more like a, a, like a rumbling. I'm still in shock. I can't do anything. <laughs> do you guys hear that? Hear what? <laughs> you'd, you'd hear it by now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> some of the dock workers now stop and, and turn. Uh, three guards... You see them heaving a huge uh, wooden post, like a like a rectangular post, and they're trying to lift it. It's really big because the you know it's like to keep the gate closed, and they're trying to lift it up into place. As they're trying to lift it up to put it down into the hooks that hold the gate shut, the gate gets pushed open, and you see these these little creatures come pouring out around the feet of the soldiers. They're about a foot high. Can I ready myself? Yeah, you can. What do you want to do? Wait, how far away are they? They're probably... How many are there? A hundred feet away. There's tons of them. There's hundreds of these little foot-high creatures. I draw my sword and yell, To the boats! The soldiers (laughs) drop... um, The soldiers drop the barricade and it totally goes down on these, like, these things, and more of them just pour and, and climb right over the barricade. Well, Kosef, this might be a great time for us to get onto that ship that you secured yeah, us. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm all for it. Yep, I agree. <laughs> so let's get let's into go it. straight to No Fingers Boat. Kosef, you... Are we just gonna, like, walk, or are we gonna run? Run. No, Make a... run. We're gonna run. <laughs> run. Make an investigation check to see if you can see easily where Captain No Fingers Boat is. Just him? I don't remember where he was docked before. You do know the general area. Okay, I got a 12. Yeah, that's good enough. You you point, and I assume lead the way? Yes. I just go out, take off running and shout out, follow me. Is everybody following? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we're following. All right. Um, you start to hear people scream. Like, you guys start running towards um, where the docks are, which are probably 60 feet away. Does anybody look behind them as they run? Yes. Nope. Uh, yes. No. <laughs> Xander, what would your character Xander's be? probably a little bit too self-centered to care about what's going on behind him at this <laughs> point. I'm worried about all the, the innocent innocents. Tam and Anthol look back, and you guys see more of these creatures pouring into the city, and they're, they're not being stopped now, and they look 
pretty humanoid um, for being a foot tall. They've got like a, a red and, and greenish hue to them. And in the middle of this mass that's coming into the city, there is like a tiny throne that's like raised up above <laughs> all of the other things. <laughs> Anthel and Tam see one of these things and it's fat and gruesome on this throne. Uh, it's like decorated, but you guys are running so you can't like look at it for very long. Yeah, yeah, just a glance. Z- uh, Kosif, leading the way, you uh, run up to the ship. Captain No Fingers has kind of just realized what's going on. He's been focused on his on his work and making sure his ship is ship shape. He like sees you first, and he and he like flips up his eye patch to look, get a better look at you. I frantically point behind me, and I'm like, "We gotta go now!" And he goes, <laughs> he's about to. He opens his mouth, and you just like stop him, and then he looks up. And his his face turns from general grumpiness to, like, shock. (laughs) And he starts shouting orders uh, in pirate speak that I cannot do very well. And and he starts uh, yelling at uh, his men to, like, load up the ships faster. And they're, they're, like, frantically getting these huge crates. Like, they're, like, lifting them up onto the boat because they weren't packed yet. Yeah, if you yeah, want to help, help them. Yeah, I'm yeah, really strong. So you, you help with the men, and you, you get some more crates on there, and they've loaded up like three or four crates by now. They're they're like maybe six or eight feet uh, cubed, and they're... How long do we have? Yeah, how far away are the creatures? Um, They're coming up on you. I mean, they're, they were only 100 Captain, feet away to start. Captain, we don't have time for this. We need to save ourselves. We need to leave the rest of the crates behind. He goes, there's no point in leaving without the goods. Is there any, like... There's de- no point in leaving like, if we die here. laying around, like debris or, like, <laughs> dishware? <laughs> I turn around, and can I cast a firebolt to keep them at bay for a little while? Longer? There is... I mean, it's uh, there's probably not anything laying around, like... The, really? There's boxes laying everywhere. Yeah, you want to bust open a box? How big are... How's, like... Is there, like, small boxes? Not where you are. They're mostly just... Uh, like, can we just cast, like, a firebolt at the boxes and just blow them up? We need to get out of here. Yeah, could I cast a firebolt to, like, the end of the dock so that the dock doesn't connect to the rest of the main dock? Yeah. Yeah, you can. I'm going <laughs> to attempt to do that. Okay. Um, as you're doing that, you so you guys are on, like, in the middle of the dock area. You're probably, like, at this point... 60 feet away from these things, but these things are pouring onto the other side of the dock, like like a ways down from you guys. Can we just get onto the ship? Um, do whatever you want. <laughs> or can we can we cut the rope? Like, can I draw my sword and cut the ropes? Okay, I'm going to make a persuasion check on Captain No Fingers here. Do it. What are you going to say? There's no point in taking this stuff if you're dead. While you're, like, persuading him, go ahead. He calls down... To you rolled a natural one. He oh! ignores you. He calls Glad down you. to he calls down to the ship, and <laughs> uh, you rolled your your one twenty earlier. Five five do or five uh, five people come out from yeah, from his ship. Freaking pygmies! They all sprint off the boat, and they totally look like pirates. A couple of them are shirtless. Uh, they they have they look like. Uh, like they're mean people, and they they pull some swords out and jump down next to you guys on the docks, and they're like, "Protect the goods!" Oh my gosh! As oh my as these creatures start coming towards you, and like there's still like uh, four men uh, who are like loading up the the ship. How far are these bo- How far are these boxes from me? I mean, you're right in them. We're right in the boxes. Yeah, they're they're up around you. There's probably like at least ten ten uh, between like 
four foot cubed and eight foot cubed boxes. Okay. I am going to... Say, I wish we could see through these boxes! <laughs> uh, Aziza, you uh, look back at Xander, and you feel your feet slip out from under you, and you go unconscious as one of, a couple of the things have pulled your feet, and your head slams on one of the boxes. And we're going to take a break right there. Hello, hello. This is your DM Grant, and I am so excited to share this episode with you. It's so much fun, and it's so silly. Um, right there, that may have seemed a little bit out of the blue, that Aziza just, like, went unconscious. Well, it's because she was having technical difficulties, and we couldn't hear her, and then finally she had to go anyway for a work thing, so... Um, she's not in the rest of the episode, she is unconscious, but the next episode, 7.1 is a flashback for her uh, while she's unconscious. And then in episode 8, we get to see she wakes up and finds out the repercussions of uh, what happened after she went unconscious. Uh, Which was great because uh, Mars, who plays Aziza, had no idea what actually happened, just like Aziza wouldn't have had any idea. So uh, it's pretty fun. Um, Enjoy the rest of the episode. And hey, if you've made it this far and you're really enjoying this, Please uh, think about maybe supporting us on Patreon. Sending us a few bucks can really help pay for the show and uh, fill my heart and soul. (laughs) Um, But you don't have to do that. You can always just listen to it for free forever. And I love you. Um, I want to say a really special thank you to a listener who wrote us and just said that they really appreciate the show. Um, I won't say their name because they didn't uh, give me permission to do that, but uh, they're from Sweden, so you you know who you are. Hello, and thank you very much. I'd be so happy to receive any kind of feedback that you all had, wh- whether you liked the show or, or just something you thought that was funny that sticks in your head. Um, you can comment on Reddit. You could leave us a review on iTunes. That always helps more people see the show. Um, or you can go to cauldronjuice.com and go to the contact page and just uh, shoot us a little message there. Um, or if you're lazier than that, you can send an email to cauldronjuice at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I would love to hear from you. What do you think? You like this so far? I hope so. Uh, we're making it for you. We love doing it. And there's so much more coming up. We just recorded episode 16. That's f- how far ahead we are. Um, but, uh, we're only recording every two weeks and every week is when an episode is going to come out and there's some really special content that we're also going to be adding, um, extras and like extra episodes and talking about the show and you can get access to those if you give us a little bit on Patreon. Um, even a dollar will get you access to a lot of those special extra episodes but again, you don't have to do that. This, the full story, you're going to be able to hear that the whole time. And I'm going to stop rambling. I'm going to let you go enjoy it. So I love you. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you really, really soon. Goodbye.
by pure fate and also because the person who plays Aziza had to leave urgently. <laughs> uh, Aziza goes unconscious and she she's like is her feet are literally pulled out from under her and her head slams in one of these crates and she goes down as these things and now you can see them because they're getting close. They're like ugly humanoid goblin looking things you would know that regular goblins are much larger these things are like only a foot or a foot and a half tall and there's a ton of them oh no aziza can i grab her and drag her back um yeah yeah uh i think like anvil and tam are probably closest to her yeah i'll just like run over to her yeah i'll grab her hand and drag her okay so you guys are running up towards this mass that is coming toward you you have your weapon drawn. Yeah, behind my Do you want to preemptively battle. swing it? Or? Yeah, I'm just going to swing it. Just whatever's like... Okay, as you guys start to get closer, they they kind of like part, and they all move around so you can get to Aziza. Mm-hmm. And you actually, um, Tam and, and Kosef, make a quick insight check. <laughs> Are you saying I'm stupid? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, sorry. Oh, is it Anthel who's there? Anthel. Sorry, Anthel and Tam make a quick insight check. Okay. Fine. Eleven. Eighteen. Okay, so Tam, you're too distracted by these horrible, ugly things. <laughs> and uh Anthel, you you like see them staunch and like you see them jerk away from Aziza as soon as they like like get a good look at her (gasps) and a big circle spreads out around her oh this is like kingdom's crystal school they're scared of tieflings with like a little skeleton thing oh do you remember anything that happened in that yeah let's forget that movie please anyway (laughs) bad Um, i remember everything about it okay so they they start to move around and and they kind of move around you but but they don't mind getting too close so are you gonna swing at them anyway Mm, they're not like attacking anybody no they're just moving past you but where are they going past you and what's past us i'll get there (laughs) <laughs> you do see, so they are all unarmed they all are either wearing like leather loincloths or simple clothes you look up and now you the rest of you can see this huge fat one on a, on a throne that's being like carried by these other uh creatures we're gonna call them we're just gonna call them goblinoids they're they're not goblins but they're they look a lot like them. they're being held up and they're like you know their backs are straining but you see that there are um, probably a hundred around the throne that have small spears. And they're a little ways from you, but the rest of them don't have weapons. Okay? But they're they're all passing toward you, and they're kind of going behind you, but also they're going toward the ship. Our ship? Yes. What? And the other ships that are docked. Um, can we drag, or can I just sheath my sword and carry... Aziza to like the the ramp to the boat so that they don't like get on the ramp. Uh, yeah, you can sheath your sword and pick up Aziza. You want to do that? Yes, I do. Okay, so you sheath your sword and pick them up, and they're they're spreading around you guys. Xander, in the crates you see food storage supplies. You see um, a crate that's full of like furniture. You see a crate that's full of spears. You see a crate that's full of linen, but that that like that's what you can see, and you can see a better view. You can see all almost all the way through most of the crates to to look out at the things around okay. them. Okay, can I make an investigation check to see if there's anything of value? Yeah. Okay, so that's going to wind up being an eleven. 
you would know you would definitely know that there there's valuable stuff here and that's why they're loading it up and that it would be worth a, like a lot of money if you were to sell them like a one crate would be worth thousands of gold just okay, like but, you would sell anything okay but there's like nothing that like royalty you would particularly want like no. something like a treasure of some sort no no okay. these are these it seems to be honest merchants okay <laughs> All right, sounds good. Okay, Anthony, you you scoop up Aziza and you start running back towards um, the ship, and you run past Tam and Kosef and Xander onto the gangplank. Yes, is is Sal following me, or is she already on the boat? Or yeah, Hecuba's near Tam. Sal, um, she is like up on the gangplank before you are. Okay, cool. And Hooten is still shouting at his men and. <laughs> Where's Nova? Just like Tam, they kind of go up toward... Nova is gone. Nova's like... Okay. She, she's, she's just noped out of there. She cool. Nova'd out. Yeah, she noped out. Huh. And, yeah, bad puns. <laughs> Tam... Xander fires the Xander lightning bolt of the Dungeon Master. <laughs> uh, Tam is making sure that there exactly. are no little gremlins trying to crawl onto the ship. So you're going to try to run up to the gangplank and stop them. Yeah, I'm going to start throwing them off. At this point, there definitely have been the ships that are further south from you. Like, they have, like, these things have totally climbed up and clambered up onto these ships. Yeah, definitely. And uh, they're headed up. Yeah, they're headed up. Grabbing them by the scruff of the neck and toss them in the water. The pirates that had come down. Maybe not in the water. Around the the crating. Because they thought, you know, like they were going to have to fight these things. But when they saw they had no weapons, they hesitated just like you did. To strike, strike these things. But they have the same realization as you that these things are going for the ship all the way. And there's three gangplanks that lead up onto the ship, uh, like a center one and two side three ones. Three of them. Holy shit! Yeah, I got to load up the ship. Yeah. Hooten, or sorry, yeah, his name's Hooten. Uh, Cap, Captain No Fingers. Hooten. His name is Hooten No Fingers Hampton. <laughs> Captain No Fingers. He at too late realizes what's going on. And so do the pirates, and they start swinging at everyone they can, every one of these things that they can reach, and their swords just go like straight through bodies as they like crouch down to like <laughs> slice them up. And there's like little little goblinoid bodies flying everywhere. Oh god! But there's a lot of them, and they're coming up on the ship now. Is there oil? Is there like whale oil or anything floating around in a crate? You'd have to make a really good investigation check. Right, I'm making a. Re- I'm gonna make an investigation check just to see what happens here. It's an eighteen. No, okay. no, you don't see any whale oil. There are there are barrels and things like near you ish uh, near other ships, well, but you don't, wouldn't okay. know what was in them. It might be f- full of fish. Um, no, you, Wait, you wouldn't I, know. Can I just roll a barrel onto, like, the crowd of little gremlins? Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely you can do that. Do that <laughs> okay, make it, make it. I, okay, so when I see Tam do this, by the way, I'm going to be watching intently to see what, how the, uh, goblins react. Okay. Make a simple strength check to All tip right. it over. Alright. Yeah, you handily do. Yeah. I saw your roll. Yeah. You, you handily tip, tip, tip one over and they miss the move out of the way. But then you roll it forwards onto them, and they can't get it out of the way fast enough. And the barrel you have, it mows down a bunch of them. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so how do the goblins, like, on the side of that of the barrel react? Are they going for the barrel, or are they going for the ship still? They're they still going, going for, for the ship. Okay. okay. Can I, like, this isn't a persuasion check, but can I, like, rally the other pirates that are getting stuff together to, like, pull the pull all the shit and get the sails going? Or can I, like... Yes. 
You can. Um, okay, I've got so rally. It says on on my turn you can use a bonus action, spend one die, which is my uh, specialty die, which is a superiority dice d8. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do so, choose a friendly creature who can see or hear you. The creature gains temporary hit points equal to the dice roll plus your charisma modifier. Um, so can I only do it on one, or can I like? You can do it on one. Oh, you can do it on one. So the pirates are down swinging at the things. You can do it on Captain. Can Hooten. I? Yeah, I'll do it on Captain Hooten. You're like, uh, what do you say to him? Get this ship on the move, sir. We're all gonna die. <laughs> uh, all right. So he he yells at his pirate at his pirate crew on board. <clears throat> oh, wow, wow, that was wow. horrible. Uh, on board. <laughs> so no fingers was coughing at the same time. He, he yells. Uh, he yells. Parlay. No. Uh, he parlay. Yells, parsley. <laughs> parsnip. He yells. Get up. Toss the gangplanks. Uh, and the pirates all they run up. They're slashing through. You guys all run up on. I assume you all run up onto the gangplanks yeah. before mm-hmm. the pirates do. Yeah. yeah. Um. They've left crates. Obviously. That's when these things, the ones with the spears and the one with the uh, the big throne gets near you. And you guys are running up and they, a couple of them run up after you onto the gangplanks. And on the top of the ship, it's like got a lot of these little dudes. They're causing havoc. They're like trying to open things. They're like hiding and running away. Uh, they're, they're causing total right. chaos. I'm, I'm drawing my, uh, battle axe and I'm going for that, the king, Wait, so the chiefly the king, one. Are they on the ship right now? The king fat guy? No, no, no. They're, they're in, they were just where you were, um, among the crates. Okay. So you're staying I'm gonna, down? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm you're gonna, gonna go stay amongst the ones with little pointy spears? Well, I feel like running no! There, right? Yeah, but your ankles will be mincemeat. <laughs> oh, man. I need to throw and throw something at him. Okay. That's throwable. I mean, you could pick them up and throw them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds great. I'll do that. Okay, but are you going to go go up onto the ship with everybody else? Yeah, I'm on there. I'm already on there. Okay, all right. No, you're the last one on. That's fine. The the pirates are like, come on, come on. And and Hooten is like, throw the gangplanks as these things like pour on. And you guys are just like trying to push them off and like... Some of them are falling into the ocean, and they and they do like little squeals as they like topple over, <laughs> like a bunch of them at a time. <laughs> and of course, the whole dock area is just a total total chaos. As the as Tam, you're the last one up, and these things are around you. The the ones with the spears start to come up, and you guys can see that there are uh, four of these goblins and they have big headdresses on and they're and they're positioned around the throne and there's like a there's like a yellow magic that's swirling out of their hands and they're like chanting something and it's like loud but you can see their their lips moving and the yellow this yellow dust floats up towards the gangplanks and the the pirates kick off the side gangplanks but the middle gangplank is like held in place by this dust and Captain No Fingers is like yelling at his crew. They're like pulling on ropes to like pull, get the sails down, and the ones with the spears are starting to come up on the on the gangplank. Okay, so I'm going to hide behind something. <laughs> okay, wow. you you won't be invisible to all of the things around you, all the little goblinoids around you. You'd be hidden to the spear walking ones, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's all I need. All right, so you duck behind them. What do you? What's up, Anthel? I was going to say, can I, like, set Aziza down and 
Yeah, you want to set her down among all these little things? Oh, no, I guess not. Or can I, like, I don't know, I'm a pretty strong guy. Can I, like, try to beef kick the, the thing down off the ship, the plank? Do you, uh, are you still holding Aziza? I am, unfortunately. Anthel, Anthel, you protect Aziza, make sure she's safe, and Tam and I will watch the gangplank. I'll attempt to kick it down. Okay, or, well, here's the thing, though, is, like, they weren't trying to attack Aziza, so can I go stand in front of that? In front of what? In front of, like, the gangplank that they're trying to come up. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna hold her in front of the gangplank? As a shield. Well, I'm, yeah, because they're not gonna, like, attack, attack Dude. her, so oh, I just kind of use Okay, wait, cool. Anthel, Anthel, do you do this? Try it, yes, try it. Yes, I go stand in front of the thing, holding her as, like, as, like, an aura shield. Yeah, it occurs, <laughs> it, it occurs to you that these things really avoided her, and... Like, you get onto the thing, and these things are nervously looking up at you, because you're, like, holding her. And you, like, you realize that they don't want to be near her, and you come back toward the plank. And the pirates and Kosip are just, like, yanking at this plank, and it's just held by this this gold dust. It's just, like, pressed down. And you, like... I, I lift her up in the air like a trophy. <laughs> they they stop moving. <laughs> they stop moving, and the ones the, the ones with the spears are like almost on board, and they like stop and they like point their spears up at her, and they all stop moving. The ones <laughs> around you, anyway. So I would notice this, right? You're hiding. Oh, I'm gonna assassinate one of the things right next to me. <laughs> okay, you know, like <laughs> how do you want to kill any of the number of ones no, that are around fun. you? <laughs> um. Well, do we have to like do a roll for the connection? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just go ahead and make sure that I'm actually doing this right. So that's going to be plus six, right? So fourteen. So that's going to connect, right? Roll a d twelve. That's nine. You connect with nine of these things. Wow. And your your rapier just goes like through through heads, bodies, and ankles of these things as you like sweep in an arc around you. Can Can but, you please just like figure out how much damage I actually did? Um, yeah. As an assassination attempt here? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I get like the D8 and the D6, right? The D8 and the D6, yeah. And then... It, Wait, why do you get the D6? Because it's a sneak attack. They can all see you. They're yeah, no, they're all up in awe looking at her. <laughs> no, the ones near you... Plus, this is a surprise attack. Mm, it's a surprise attack. So that means I get to do double damage at least. All right. He just really wants to see how much damage he can do. Yeah. He wants to test out his character. Okay, that's going to be 1d8 plus 4, so that's going to be 8 times 2, so 16 damage. Yeah, you do 16 damage to 9 of these things, and, they, and they're dead as your sword just goes through. <laughs> Anthel, what do you do? You've got your arms raised up with her in there. They're, like, stopping pointed at you. The shamans are still chanting with their gold dust, and the, uh... <laughs> the as, you, as you stop the... The he, the big fat one motions and his throne lowers and he waddles out and there's like a parting of these things as he like waddles towards the gangplank and walks up it and he's shouting at you and he's total gibberish. He's like, <laughs> I say, I say, I don't, hold on, I'm trying to think. I'm like, he imitates. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like trying to think. I'm like, do I have your princess or your queen or something? Like, what the fuck? Uh, he he keeps shouting at you, and he keeps walking up, and like Captain, they, can any of your crewmen understand what they're saying? Costa, if you catch his attention and you ask, uh, no fingers that maybe Bob below deck, and he, he like uh go, runs to like uh the the middle of the ship where the staircase goes down, and he like runs down it. So he's trying to <laughs> trying to take your words to heart, Costa. Okay, I take I take one step 
onto the uh, onto the thing to see if they'll back up. Okay, so the ones without spears that are like nearest you, they dive off the gangplank, <laughs> like they just dive off of it into the water. The ones with the spears, uh, or especially around the edges, are like trembling. But the 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 fat one keeps waddling up, and he's like he's like totally decorated in like jewels and like like. Uh, rings and 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 like a weird looking headdress, and he's got like some shambled chainmail scarf thing around his neck. Yeah. And they don't look like they were made by these people. They look way too nice to be made by these things. And he's still he's still shouting at you, <laughs> and you can't understand him. I mean, I'm gonna walk not off, but like to the bottom of the gangplank. While I'm waiting okay, for he, everybody he's in else. The, he, at this point, at this point, he's like a third of the way up of oh, the gang. Oh, plan. he's like a third of the way up. Okay, never mind. So I'm just gonna stand here then. Okay, I'm gonna draw my weapons just in case. Okay, and you coward. Can I assassinate some more of these things around me? A couple of the ones near him, a couple of the ones with spears, they like duck down. Two of them are holding up these bowls on either side of him, and then it looks like white powder. And the spearmen all turn away, and they start grabbing this powder. And the first one throws the powder up into the air. From the powder, this rope springs out and, and like, catches in the air, maybe, like, 15 feet up. The, the first one jumps off the gangplank and swings on this suspended rope and swings and boards the ship. And they all start throwing this powder. The powder turns into a rope, snags midair, and they all start swinging across onto the boat. That's pretty cool. And the big fat one does it too. He like flings uh, uh, the powder up. It snags in the air. He grabs it. It looks like it's going to snap from his weight. And he barely makes it over onto the side um, to the left of you guys, his right. Is he behind me now? He's like to the side of you now. Oh shit. The shaman's magic, the little shaman's magic, it ends, the gold dust fades, and the gangplank uh, falls into the water as the sails finally catch, and uh, you guys are I at sea. Step back onto the ship, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you, you totally get back on before it falls off. There are a bunch of little guys with spears among the ones that aren't, and the fat one that is uh, a little ways away from you. And right next Unless you guys ha- want to do anything, if you want to swipe at some, I think that's, uh, we're getting to the end here. I'm happy swiping and stuff. Yeah, I was kind of, I kind of want to, like, I don't really want to kill them, but I kind of just want to, like, off of the ships. Yeah, I kind of want to thin out the entire I just want to, like, start right throwing them into the water. How close is, uh, what's-his-face to coming up the, the stairs? Yeah. We want Bob. Bob. Not Bob. that, I mean, I don't know that, but... Oh. Bob the Hunchback. Co- Co- Bob the Builder. Were you going to say something else? Uh, I think it was just to start sweeping, sweeping spear wielders aside, all little guys. Bob comes up from below deck, and uh, Bob is a um, hunchback, hunchback, an an old, uh, an old woman, and uh, and she and she's she's like got scoliosis or something, so she's hunched over. Yes, and uh, uh, she comes up and she goes. Arr, ooh, these things be ugly, and she's like just as ugly. <laughs> and uh, uh, Captain No Fingers is like, "Can you speak their language?" And Captain the, No Fingers uh, is a dick. That one grumbling at me. Pirate accent. There's something. Well, I'm not a good pirate <laughs> accent. Whatever. What do you want from me? 
Uh, I have lots of jobs here. So, um, she like yells uh, in in goblin at them, and it doesn't sound the same as that big fat one was was speaking, but it sounds a little bit similar. The fat one uh, that's over on the uh, a little ways away from on the on the ship stops and like listens, and then like responds to to Bob, like yep, and uh, she goes. Captain, I think they're saying that they're hitching a ride. Captain No Fingers, he puts his hand on his face. I was hoping you weren't going to be saying that. <laughs> and uh, you guys are going to try to start kicking him off? No, ask. Uh, I'll, I'll say to Bob, I'm like, ask him what they're running away from. She, like, shouts down to them in, in her goblinoid, and the big fat one answers, and she goes... Well, either they all like soup and they desperately want to make more soup, or a giant creature attacked their home. <laughs> well, which is it? What could it possibly be? And uh, I think that's where we'll end. <laughs>